Hello! Hello. Hello. Welcome. Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> did we? I welcome have to a strange story podcast. I have you know a strange story podcast. Like, our, like there's a delay in our phone call conversation. Like you may have just said something and I didn't hear it at all, but I think we're good now. Oh. So we might as well start off in a weird oh, okay. way. You want to? <laughs> okay let's just keep this going <laughs> it's been a while hello everybody um yeah this is the i have a strange story podcast um this is the podcast where two sisters retell people strange and paranormal stories yeah. and experiences and it's been a while quite frankly um Rebecca, would you like so, to speak yeah. to why it's if been a while? this is your first time listening, we've taken um, a bit of a sabbatical or an absence. I don't know how long. It's been months. It's been a very long time. I think the last time we did it was probably in May, yeah. June, July. Yeah. We did a show in mm-hmm. May. We didn't do anything and in, Jul- in July. June. And, before and we're in July May, now. We took a couple of weeks off, too, because you were moving. So... We've just had, we've had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. There's been, um, just, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but it's just life. It's, we've had a lot of, like, awakenings, a lot of realizations about ourselves and a lot of, um, Mm -hmm. work that we've, we've needed to do. Yes. Yeah. A lot of self-reflection has occurred. In, in that time and a lot of growth, self-reflection, and we just needed time off. It was too much. It was too much with life and with work for us to be able to, to do the podcast too. So yeah, just yeah, we had to take a, a break. In case y'all didn't know, before we started uh, doing our live shows on Instagram, Lindsay and I would probably talk for an hour just about things that were bothering us. And we talked for about an hour before we started mm-hmm. this show, but... Um, but it was, it was Mm -hmm. a different, I feel like experience and it was just kind of catching up and acknowledging the things that we've been going through and the growth that we've made and, and stuff like that. So that's why we took off some time and, um, and we needed it and we thank you guys for showing up again. If, if you're here and for reaching out and for everybody wondering what was going on, um, but we're we're back and we we may be doing this every other week instead mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. so there's that <laughs> Dude, yeah we like, were totally we were fucked, fucked up, up everybody years <laughs> and it's been a, it's been a really long process but i think that we're yeah. both making a lot of really good growth and just in a better mindset and happier and so thank you for giving mm-hmm. us that space. Absolutely. Um, I also had one thing I wanted to talk about. We actually, we got a review uh, in May and the review spoke to some concerns about, um, well, and it, you know, it talked about the podcast, but it really was stuff that I had done that I think that the person had pointed out that I appeared very insensitive and somewhat racist in tone. Um, and I'll just... I just want to 
um, acknowledge what the review said and, um, and note that I, I heard what you said and I can see how my behavior, um, was concerning and needed to be pointed out. And so I just want to thank, um, the reviewer for that note and for the feedback because we all need to learn and grow. And it certainly, um, hit me and I certainly had to read it, um, several times and reflect on my behavior. And so just, if anybody's wondering, it was, it was, I had made a comment about Wendigos and how, um, the Western culture had put horns on the Wendigo and that the Navajo culture didn't have horns on it, but that I liked the way that it appeared. And I do see how that is insensitive and that is taking somebody else's, um, you know, cultural folklore and, and fixing it for my own, uh, like, so I don't even know if that makes sense, what, how I described it, but thanks for pointing it out. And I definitely took it to heart and I'll definitely rethink, um, those types of things and, um, be more mindful of how hurtful, um, those actions and things can be. So thanks for that. And that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Um, and then for any of our listeners who were also upset by it, you know, I'm sorry about that. I'm learning and yeah, growing and, and you, I appreciate I your patience with me. Also, um, add on to that, that if we're definitely open for conversations and if there's something that we say that appears insensitive oh, yeah. or offensive, you know, we would, we would definitely like to hear from you and you can reach us on any platform, Instagram, our email address, Facebook. It may take a while for us to get back because not, I'm not great at social media. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's just going to come out and say it like. I'm not very good at posting stuff and checking stuff, but, yeah. but we'll get to it and, um, we're not ignoring you. It's just that we just don't te- check it, but yeah, we, we, yeah. And we want to learn. Yeah. We have other we things going on. Sensitive people and we want to be better. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole spirit of the podcast is taking people's stories that people usually yeah. don't believe and giving them a voice. You know what I mean? Like we definitely, um, are empathetic and, um, believe people and want to listen to people and understand them better. You know, I was thinking about how much all this Mm -hmm. podcast has impacted my life in several different ways. And one of the ways that it's impacted me two ways. Number one, I think I told you this, that I'm no longer atheist. I'm agnostic now. Um, and so that's changed for me. And then something else that's changed for me. Now I forgot (laughs) what I was going to say. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, I want to take a class on, um, on religion. Like, yeah, I'm looking for classes like at the local community college to see what I can learn because religion was not taught at all. in in my life, I think my boyfriend was telling me about, um, who is it? Is it David and Goliath or those two people from the Bible? He was like, you know, David and Goliath (laughs) situation. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And like, he he had to explain the story to me and I was like, okay, but like, you know, we just have no background in it. So I'm very interested in just all of it. Um, so, you know, and it's because of the podcast, it's really opened my mind to different things and understanding things differently and being more open and not as resistant. So I think it's done a lot for me personally. (laughs) Nobody cares about this shit. They just want to hear these stories. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll move into my story. This is episode 122 for, uh, first of all. And so that means, okay, so I'm going to go first. I have a story to tell about a haunted house. 
Yeah, this is a good one. Um, it, it, it led me down a road of doing some research okay. on spiritual possession, but I'll get more to that later. Um, okay. So this story comes to us from a person who was trying to sell their uncle's home. Um, and just, and I'm putting this out there. Somebody had, I, I read about this story. Um, but it was a story that somebody told on a different podcast and they didn't name the name of their podcast. So I couldn't give them credit, but I want to say it now that I had read it because someone had, had written out what they had read. Um, but this, this is a real estate agent. They were trying to sell the home and it happened to be their uncle's home. Um, this was a Southern style home. It was three stories. It had a basement and it was pretty beat up. Like it had been neglected for a very long time. It had been in the family for some time and her uncle had lived in it since he was 18 years old. Um, and he had fought in world war two. So that gives you an idea of how old the home is and how long it had been in the family. Um, so she'd showed up to the house. She had contractors working on the home because of the condition it was in. Um, and while she was in the home, she noticed that there was like this really cold breeze going through the home. And um, it was about 94 degrees. The AC was not on. And so she couldn't figure out what this cold breeze was. Um so she actually followed the draft for about 10 minutes, trying to identify where it was coming from. Um, and oh, finally, it kind of led did. her to the basement door. <laughs> so she, <laughs> I know. So she opened the basement door and she yelled down the stairwell, like, is anybody down there? And somebody responded, help me. And she went into action and she fucking ran downstairs to see what in the world was going on. Well, she did find something. She found the oh. contractor was tied up and gagged down in the basement, but he was knocked out. So she, she, she went down there. She sees him. She thought this had to have been a burglary. Like somebody came here, found him working on the home, tied him up and, you know, did something. She hadn't noticed anything in the home. It's just the first thing she thought. So she called the police. The contractor woke up and he had no recollection of what had happened. He didn't remember running into anybody. He didn't remember being you know, bound or passing out, nothing. So they had nothing to go off of. Um, so the next morning she and her now ex-husband returned to the property to see if they could find anything else, any other clues. Um, so they go through the house um, they go downstairs and again, there's frigid air. It's cold. And she said the air almost smelled acidic. Um, and so she and her, her husband at the time are down there. And she says that the floor of the basement she and her husband both witnessed that it just basically fell out. They're standing there, they're looking at it. And then all of a sudden there was a perfect square in front of them. It was like three feet by three feet. Um, and she says that this is why she's no longer with her ex-husband, but he just went ahead and stuck his hand down in that hole to see what was it. I don't know the whole story. Um, but she says that he felt bones and that he looked up at her and he said, you need to call the police. There's, I think it's human remains down here. So then her mind starts swimming. This is her family's home and they have a buried body down there. And all she could think was shit. My uncle murdered somebody and buried them down here. So she's very confused about it. it the body gets sent off for an autopsy. I don't know how autopsies work. I didn't do research behind the science. 
just to let everybody know, I'm just retelling a scary story here. Um, but what they found was that this person was most likely murdered by, um, by being hit in the head bludgeoned over the head with a hard object, but that they also found a crazy amount of um, abuse in the groin area. Like really, really bad. And that that they had discovered that it was a male's body that was down there. Um, And so it's evident that something tragic happened to this person and that they were buried down there and left down there. Um, so she, she was thinking about it in the timeline and I think that they had decided, and I guess that this is how it works, but they decided that the body had been buried there since about 1944. Well, she said that didn't add up because her uncle was actually in world war two at this time. He was in Paris and he didn't come back from the war until 1947 and her and his parents were also dead at that time. So we don't know how the body got down there in 1944 and she never figured it out. Um, so there's no clue who murdered this person and no clue who this person was buried in the basement. And that's where the story ends. Um, but what we do know, so this is what I thought was really interesting. I mean, the story is interesting and tragic in itself. How in the world did that contractor get bound and gagged? Right. How in the world did that happen to him? Um, and so then I started thinking about spirits and ghosts and I was like, well, you know, there's poltergeists, they move objects, they can scratch you. And I was like, but like, I'd never heard anything about them bounding hands. Right. Um, they, you can be possessed. Um, but that doesn't mean you're going to be bound. Like it just, all I kept thinking is somebody else did this to him. This doesn't make any sense. So, but I started looking into spiritual possession because then I was thinking maybe he was possessed and did it to himself. Um, so I came across one, um, website that I thought was interesting. So I went with it and I think that this website was really kind of a religious based. Um, so I'm just putting that out there, but what it talked about was spiritual possession can happen and that it happens very often. Um, and that evil spirits that, um, essentially spirits that go to hell don't understand that they're in hell and all they understand is the physical body and their desire to be in physical bodies and to continue to live their life. Um, so it typically evil spirits from what this article said is that they look for like-minded people like themselves. So if it's an evil spirit, that probably means they may have done evil things. Um, and so they look for people who are like-minded and also do maybe evil or bad things, or maybe have lost contact with, um, the world and maybe they're in a negative place, whatever it may be. And I think that this somewhat relates to how we've talked about how spirits can be attracted to negative energy. Right. And so I kind of saw a parallel there. I don't think it necessarily means evil spirits, but whatever it may be, this is what I read. Um, and it says that oftentimes when people are possessed, that they start to change, uh, and that their human body actually feels different, that it feels very heavy, um, that their shoulders and their necks feel very stiff and that their spine and lower body are very heavy. And if people change dramatically, um, that that can be a really good indication that they've been possessed by a spirit. Um, often if it appears as if they've lost themselves or, and this is just coming from the story or from the sorry article that it can appear as if maybe they have a mental illness 
by the way that they're presenting. And so these are dramatic changes that you may notice in a person. Um, it also suggested that people can be possessed by animal spirits. And I didn't quite know how to feel about this um, because it talked about if if a person acts in a way that they have no dignity for other humans, that that's the opportunity for an animal to possess a person because they have no more like dignity for the human race. And so an animal can take over their body, which I think really kind of speaks negatively about animals. So I didn't really know how to, how to feel about that. Um, but that's just what the article had shared. Um, and it talks about that if a person is always really negative and can't control their anger, that it's really a good indication that a violent spirit has overtaken their body. Um, so very interesting that thinking about how this person got tied up, that didn't answer any of my questions, but it did, it did tell me information about your spirit, uh, or spirits, uh, possessing people's bodies. The article did speak a little bit at how to defend yourself. Um, and it's really, it's good things just to keep in mind to f take care of your body physically, um, to use a lot of self-reflection, um, look back on your behaviors, things that you're doing, make positive changes, um, to respect common sense or maybe respect your gut and how you're feeling about something and to have faith and friendships and the people around you. Um, and maybe not to turn those into negative things in general. I think it's just good advice to live your life by, um, that's that's my story this is th that's Thank it that's all i have i don't know what to do box. at the end of the story now <laughs> rebecca do you have any comments or thoughts about anything that i said um i don't think the guy was spiritually possessed who was tied up i i don't know what to think of that but it, it appears to me as if whatever was buried in that body or buried in that basement needed people to come down to discover it and one way to do that was to to this poor contractor to put him through hell. Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure, but, it, um, somebody wanted to be found their body wanted to be found. Um, that person, if they were tied to the house, I'm not quite sure. There's no other information about anything right. ever being tied to the house or the house being haunted. So I, that is, who knows? there's no telling here. Story. It is kind of weird how, mm -hmm. like the past and the present is connected as far as like some trauma happening downstairs in that basement. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that they heard mm -hmm. the, the realtor heard a cry for help was not coming from the contractor was obviously coming from this spirit that needed to be mm -hmm. addressed. Yeah. Like that's mm -hmm. that man, that is really a weird synchronicity in my opinion and yeah i it would mm -hmm. be nice mm -hmm. not nice but if if the contractor had anything to say that would be cool to hear their part of the story um but obviously if they knew mm -hmm. they would there would be more to the story and there would be more information but unfortunately there's nothing there was nothing Oh, uh, and they actually ended up having to tear the house down um, because the foundation was just completely messed up. So they just had to, they had to level the house and then just sell the land and then they were done with it. But I also can't imagine what that family went through finding that body, knowing <laughs> that damn well something violent happened in there and, and questioning their family. Um, 
you know, who else would have had access to the house? I mean, it's pretty shocking mm-hmm. information to discover. Um, and to never have answers or closure, um, that must be difficult as well. So I'd like to acknowledge that and how difficult it must've been for the person and what they went through. And I'm not trying to trivialize it and say, Oh, it's a scary, spooky story because there is that aspect of it, but it's a pretty weird experience. Um, (laughs) and I I think it fits the the spirit of our show. They said that the body (laughs) was buried or Uh like deceased in 1944 and, the uncle was gone 44 time period Um, period? mm -hmm. all i know is that he didn't come back from world war ii until night oh shit but it said 1947 i mean i don't know if he would if he stayed in paris longer because when exactly did world war ii end i thought it ended in 45 I, i can't i i honestly don't know much about um, dates, the historical dates of stuff. But what I was wondering is if, if, if this, if the house was empty for at least three years, if the uncle was gone from, let's just say 43 Mm -hmm. to 47. So that would be four years, right? That's math. Um, was somebody Mm -hmm. else occupying the house or were, did other people know that that house was empty? And so they were able to use that house as, their murder home, murder, murder, yeah. murder, torture home. Uh huh. Murder. Murder. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that could have happened. And the World okay. War Two ended in September of 1945. So the uncle sta- must have stayed in Paris. Maybe he met yeah. somebody or was just living life. You know, who mm-hmm. knows? But he stayed there. He didn't come back until 47. Um. Then also, it could have been. Let's add in this theory. Somebody could have been killed in 44 and then their body moved there. Like when was the house built? It's just, there's no telling. It didn't say, but he, he had lived in the house since he was 18. I don't know when he was born. I don't know if he was 18 when he went to war. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. So many questions. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, um, that's a good story. So I'd many like questions, to man. See if they ever mm-hmm. figure anything out about that. Yeah. I know it'd be nice. I don't think that we're gonna get another. I don't think we'll get closure to to it. But um, I hope everybody enjoyed yeah, learning about possessions that. by spirits. <laughs> that kind of information. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. So I've got a story. Are you finished? Okay. So I have an experience and I'm done. this happened two years ago and the, the okay. person that had this experience, um, they were in Rome at the time and they're, uh, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure where they're originally from, if they're American or where they're, where they're come from. But at the time it was in Rome and just some backstory about this person is that they suffered from sleep paralysis. And it was pretty intense is what it sounded like. They would wake up panicked, sweaty, and a dark menacing figure would usually appear somewhere in the room, but never like on top of them or pressing down. There was no contact made between the, the presence and the person. But it's the same thing. They couldn't move their body. They felt like they were going to die. And it was so frightening, frightening that sometimes they would wake up, they would vomit, and then for days they could not sleep or eat. It was such a traumatic experience, and they could, they needed time to, to get through it. That sucks, right? Mm. It's a lot. 
So Yeah, that's um, a lot of trauma. So whenever this happened, they were traveling in Europe with their family. And then towards the end of the vacation, they met up with their partner and they decided to go to Rome for the last bit. And um, they stayed in hotel. Oh, wow. I did not write this out really well. Um, it's just like everything else is clear as day except for this name. <laughs> hotel uh. Belila, I think. It is in an old part of Rome. And they said that whenever they came into the room, mm-hmm. it was just weird and not necessarily a sensation, but the furniture was placed in weird areas. Like it was just like walking into a room and off and didn't look right. But other than that, they didn't feel like it was a negative okay. space or anything. They didn't feel any negative energy. So, um,. Excuse me. So one night, after they were finished exploring Rome, they came home and they came to the room. They watched TV for a little bit and then they fell asleep. And then around midnight or the middle of the night, I'm not sure, um, this experiencer woke up screaming at the top of their lungs. Um, Their partner, of course, woke up. They tried to wake them up. um, And they thought, their partner thought, you're having sleep paralysis. I just need to get you through this. But... Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. this person was wide awake. They were able to move their body. They could see everything that was going on around them. And what they saw was so frightening um, that they have not been able to to really move past this experience for the past two years. And what they saw was it was this dark ball. um, And it was running around the room. It was all over the place on the floor, on the ceilings, on the... um, on the walls and it was moving at top speed and they said this was very difficult for them to explain like the details so we're going to do the best that we can with this information um about what it looked like but they said that they felt this awful terrifying energy it didn't have hands or feet but it was human-like um and it was a they described it as a dark demon-like creature it was black with muscles and bones. And whenever it moved, it was all like, it just sounded like breaking and ripping of bones and tissue. Um, and oh. it was just like a lot of body parts all stuck together in a ball, moving in a circular ro- rotion um, in an irrational fashion. I imagine it's kind of like... Okay. Like getting a fly caught in a jar... Or something where they can see how mm-hmm. everything is clear around them, but they have these invisible walls. So that's what I'm thinking is like, it's just like bouncing off all over the place with no direction, just trying to get the fuck out. Um, so all the partner could do was okay. watch and they just saw the experiencer like whipping their head around, following this, this invisible thing to the other person. Um, and just screaming and um, they weren't able to communicate what they saw but they felt like they were being possessed they said that whenever this entity would get near them it would grab them um, they couldn't, and they couldn't look away from it and it made this loud shrieking noise that was distorted along with the bone crunch and the flesh ripping <laughs> um, and then their partner got out of bed, they went to turn on the lights, and the entity disappeared. 
but they were still like just recovering from all this. They couldn't talk. They were hyperventilating. And, um, and that was kind of where the experience ended. I'm not sure what happened after that, but for the past two mm-hmm. years, they have just been so concerned about what have happened. They've been researching this. They've been trying to find answers. They haven't experienced sleep paralysis again. So that is something. But it sounds like they're really trying to get closure about what had happened with the situation. And they're really looking for answers. And one Mm -hmm. thing that they found um, was that maybe it's something called the the beer demon. Um, And this is... I'm not... I don't know how to say this in a polite way. In a way, it's it's just like reaching for answers because this is the closest thing okay. um, that it looks like visually. Um, but they've also researched the hotel, the area that they stayed in. They looked for similar stories. Like They've really gone down a rabbit hole with this, and it's, it's just consumed their life um, because they need to get some closure. And so um, I'm going to talk about the beer demon a little bit. And if, I, if I'm not saying that right, please excuse me, but I think it's B-U-E-R. Okay. And this is a demon that is, um, I think it's a Roman demon. And they are described as, or whenever I say Roman, I just mean like, that's kind of where it's talked about. So it's described as a great president of hell, having 50 legions of demons under their command. And, but this is... <sighs> This is kind of an interesting aspect about this demon, too, is that he is also known to be a leader and a teacher of natural and uh, moral philosophy, logic, and virtues, and, um, and also uh, describes as being capable of healing um, uh, in, in uh, healing sickness especially for for male issues and then they're also uh capable i'm sorry they're also Hmm. um into like herbal plants uh, or uh, treatment with herbals and plants and like medicinal medication is what it sounds like um and they bestow Mm -hmm. good familiars so (laughs) president of hell with 50 legion of, of demons beneath them but a teacher to to humans in moral philosophy and healing. Um, yeah. So the, I think that the reason hmm. why they thought it was this, this demon is because of the way that it looks. And from what I saw with a picture, it was, it looks like it has like a lion head and a bunch of legs sticking out of it. I think that there's a lot of different depictions of it, but that's just the picture that I had seen. Um, and so they put the story out there asking for, for any advice or if anybody has had a similar experience. And, um, I did read some of the comments and one thing that was interesting was that, um, one person did reach out and said, you know, I'm sorry about your experience. I don't believe that this is the beer demon. He said, it sounds like, because they have had a personal experience with this demon and, um, it was a positive one. And, really just a teacher and somebody that wants to support humanity in mm-hmm. in finding good ways to live their life is what it sounds like. They said that they got a very good gentle energy from the spirit and it was almost grandfather like. They had suggested that maybe it was um 
a a lower level demon. Um, another thing that that they had mentioned is mm-hmm. that the beer demon sometimes will get irritated if you summon him, if you are intoxicated either with drugs or alcohol. So I, it doesn't sound like this person was summoning okay. anything. He was not asking this for this. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. While you were talking, I looked up a picture of it and. I, I agree that it looks like a lion and then yeah. whole legs. It's not bones or anything. And so it's like when we say lion, it has like, it had the hair. I mean, it really mm-hmm. looked like a lion's head with the mane and everything. But then the legs mm-hmm. coming out of it are almost like at an angle. It's like, it's a like wheel. five like legs. It's going to run on its in, legs like um, in a shaped form, right? Exactly. That's a great way to describe it. And there's no, there's no bones and it's not scary looking or anything. It's, um, and so the way that you described what they saw of this black mass and bones cracking Mm -hmm. when it moved and everything, it didn't seem that way in the picture that I saw. It didn't seem that that was the case because they didn't, they said it looked like they saw muscle, they saw bones. Did they say anything about seeing hair with it or anything? Because it's you know, very they, obvious it I has don't a mane. Re- remember them mentioning that in there. They just said it kind of looked like a, a black ball. Mm-hmm. It was also dark. So possibly details were yeah. left out that they couldn't see if it was too dark in there. Um, and all, and You know, on the other side of that is that that is one artist's representation of what the demon looked like. So just depending on that's true, whoever saw it, you know, gets to say this is what it looks like. Um, But I I wanted to that's true um, just to also mention that demon is something that we have interpreted as a bad thing as whenever you think of demon you think evil spirit or entity um and i wanted to just talk about Mm -hmm. the definition of, of demon real quick it's very short and in demon in ancient greek just denotes a spirit or or divine power so it it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be oh, okay. to be evil, but I think that in this situation, you know, this was something that had a, a negative energy. On you know, it definitely affected this person in a way that was frightening. Um, so that's one thing. That's what the, the, that they mm-hmm. maybe thought it was. Um, then they got the comment about the beer demon, and I looked at, into the beer demon, and um, just from my point of view, it. it you know, it sounds like it was, it is kind of like a gentle creature or maybe not gentle, but, but maybe doesn't want to scare anything intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody had also mentioned that this yeah. could have been a hypnagogic hallucination. Um, and that is in, um, in dreams whenever our reality and our dream world intermingle. So it's kind of like a waking dream or a loose like lucid dreaming it's like when you know that you're falling asleep but you're also dreaming at the same time i get this all the time where i'm falling asleep and i can see myself walking mm-hmm. and i trip and i startle and i wake up i know that i'm having a dream but it's so realistic mm-hmm. and i also want to add in yeah. there that just because it may have been a hypnagogic hallucination doesn't mean that it's not real you had 
you had a very frightening yeah. experience and just somebody saying it was all in your head does not mean that it's not real. In my, like... Yeah. Because you still saw it. Was it. An experience it was still an you, experience. You, yeah. You have been thinking about this for years and it's really affected the way that you live. I'm speaking to the experiencer right now. Like, this is... I absolutely yeah. don't think that anything that you experienced was false or wasn't real. And I'm going to get, I, I think that I can get into dreams and spirituality a little bit in here too, because that's kind of the road that I've been going down for these past couple of months. That's really helped me. Um, and it kind of goes back to that, to that energy that we are emitting all the time. You have a lot of trauma in your life from sleep paralysis and then you have this going on and um and like just to be frank you may never know what this is and and mm -hmm. if you don't think that that's good enough for you um you know then keep on looking but I think if you want to move on and maybe you're perfectly happy learning about this and maybe it's brought you down a path of of awakening other things that you're interested in and that's 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 good that's getting mm -hmm. gaining um knowledge and insight from a traumatic experience but like if it's consuming your life and you aren't able to do anything but think about this experience um to me that's inviting in like negative experiences that's having the fear of sleeping, having the fear of mm -hmm. eating or enjoying time with a partner or traveling or anything like that. Like, um, I think <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to get on my, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I just, I feel bad for this person to be, to be so consumed by this for the past yeah. couple of years. And, um, I want you to get closure, but sometimes closure means accepting that something is out of your control and you experienced it and you may just like go yeah. into your head for a little bit and confront this demon in your head in a safe situation and just say who are you whatever mm -hmm. answer you get if no matter what you get in just roll with it ask your questions and then say you know leave me in peace and that is one way that you can maybe get closure from this I do this a lot with trauma that I have experienced in the past and stuff that I'm I process is you can go in your head mm -hmm. and you can you can fix it in a way I did that in air quotes but nobody saw that mm -hmm. <laughs> but you can make it better for yourself <laughs> And it may not happen the first time and you can revisit that mm -hmm. as many times as you want to get the answers that you want. Um, but I just feel bad that they've, that it's consumed their life. I, I feel like I feel personally close to this story because I've had other things yeah. in my life that I've been consumed with for years and years and years. And the thing is, is like, I always thought, when yeah. is it going to get better? And the only time it got better is whenever I was like, okay, well, I'm done with this. I'm moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's a unique experience. And I mean, one of the reasons why we do the show is to put people's stories out there and to let people, um, 
hear other experiences, possibly know that they're not alone, that some of these things are very normal. And perhaps a lot of people haven't talked about what they've seen and like kudos to this person for putting it out there too. Cause that's difficult. There is nothing easy with putting your story out there or putting yourself out there to be criticized and torn apart or whatever it may be, or to be misunderstood. And so kudos to them Mm -hmm. for putting it out there and trying to better understand like we hear you and we get it. And I, I hope that they get some closure with it too. Um, but they took a, a, you took a good step into trying to, to figure it out and to come to peace with it. I mean, so that's Mm -hmm. good. It shows that they're really working through what they're going through, but I mean, it sounds really scary on top of it. I mean, honestly, it's the sound that used the, the like the clicking and the the bones cracking and everything. And it, there was a story that I had told at one point, which was oh, a, yeah. a large stone rabbit yeah. that moved across the floor. Do you remember that? And the sound, the sound that was described by that stone moving across the ground reminds me of the sound <laughs> I will never forget with this thing bouncing around the room and like bones cracking and seeing like, I just, I can't get it out of my mind. I can't imagine yeah. how that felt. And all I did was hear and they experienced it. So that's, it's a real scary experience no matter what <laughs> I'm scared just by hearing about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm afraid of hearing that sound now. It's being empathetic too. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So, oh, okay. um, and if anybody has had this type of uh, experience, um, I would I would be happy to relay that mm-hmm. to the original person, and maybe y'all can get together and talk about it, and maybe you can find closure mm-hmm. together. Or if you've already found closure, you can give this person some yeah um, some help with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Let us know people and let us know if you know anything <laughs> about people being tied up. Like the first story I told, if yeah. you have any insight on that, please do Definitely. share. Yeah. So thank you for letting us share your story and, um, good luck with, with feeling, feeling better. Maybe you're feeling fine. Maybe I'm just projecting all that onto you, but yeah. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. It was nice of you to uh, attempt to help yeah, them and definitely. get resolution. Well, you know? I think that's all I've got. Do you have anything to say about this? Do you have any thoughts or th- or whatever? You want to say something about dreams? I feel like you're the dreams person. I don't think so. Oh. You know, I don't know if I have anything thoughtful to say at this moment about what that person had gone through and, and anything with dreams. I mean, I usually, I'm okay. I guess I do. I Mm -hmm. usually think that dreams are trying to tell you something and that they're leading you towards answers or helping you, um, relieve concerns or issues that you may have. Like, I always feel like there's something hidden in it. Like our subconscious knows and it knows what's best for us. And it tries so fucking hard to communicate with us. And while we're busy all day with our ego, we forget about it. We don't listen to our subconscious, mm-hmm. right? Cause we're listening to our ego all day. And so maybe there was something going on at that time, um, that, 
that was trying to come to an end or trying to escape. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been bad feelings escaping or bad thoughts escaping and it manifested and looked this way. I mean, there's yeah. all sorts of roads you can go down there. You know what I mean? I, that's, there's not even a theory <laughs> attached to that. That's just me sitting and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no telling, there's no telling what it was, but I can see it being something in your subconscious, it, like explaining something to yeah, you or it's something manifesting in that way. It's still real. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's all I have for it. It's really has me baffled, but it yeah. also has me scared because I never want to hear that sound. There was that. Have you seen the advertisement mm-hmm. for that new movie with Chris Pratt in it? Is it? Was it good? Okay. I watched it. I don't know what it's called. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. (laughs) Read the reviews before you watch it. If you want any insight into it. Um, but they talk about how there's the, this is not a spoiler alert. There's aliens in it and they make a certain like clicking noise and the way they described it. I was so excited to hear it. And then I heard it and I was like, (laughs) like (laughs) that wasn't scary. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm not uh, saying to watch the movie or not watch the movie. Everybody do what you want, but if you're going to watch it, read the Dude, reviews. Dude, I saw a movie called <laughs> A Glitch in the Matrix. That was a cool movie. It's, yeah, it was really good. I, I like to see that. I need to watch it. Um, I mean, if you know what a, what a glitch in the matrix, matrix is, like, you know, I don't need to explain anything, mm-hmm. but if you need, to, if you, if you don't know what it is, Watch The Matrix and or watch this one first. I don't know what's better. I mm-hmm. fucking love The Matrix. It's like one of it's my favorite. It to, for for a lot of people, it's Star Wars. For mm-hmm. me, it's The Matrix. Yeah, and you've always been into The Matrix. When I was younger and I saw it, I don't yeah. think I quite understood. I mean, I didn't. I didn't understand it. Yeah. I didn't understand what was what in the fuck was going on. But you, I felt like you always you did. Know what? Like I you were always more, very like, drawn to that movie. So here's the, I don't want to get, everybody's seen The Matrix, so they've heard about it. But like, I was more drawn to the fantasy part of it. Like yeah. to me, it was just, it was a different world. It was a different planet. It was a different whatever. But now I can see it in our reality mm-hmm. and that makes it even more mm-hmm. um, compelling. It makes it like it just, to me, it's mm-hmm. more intel- intelligent. I don't know how to put it, but maybe it's because I'm growing like too. I can see that. Yeah. It's, it's more open minded. It's going, it's going deep. It's going real deep. Maybe about, about the different yeah. Like, yeah. realities that we live in. It would be nice if somebody shared with us a story about a glitch Ooh, in the matrix that they've that? seen or we experienced. Would love that. We we want you to yeah. come on the show. Yeah. I want to yeah. Yeah, that'd be really cool. We haven't know, told man. any stories yeah, like I'd that. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. We should look for them or if somebody has one you can send it to us at I have a strange story mm-hmm. uh, podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Is that is that yeah. the right email address? I think it is. I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Send it to us or, um, you know, send it to us in other places. Instagram and Facebook. And honestly, if you send it through Facebook, I would probably see it more because it's linked to my, to my phone. 
but if you want to send us an email, I'll do better about checking that shit. Oh. I'll try. Um, but yeah, subscribe, rate, and review us too. And if you give us a review, okay. please give us a nice review. And if you would like some stickers, just let us know. We'll give you stickers <laughs> if you want to. If you did a review too, but um, if you just want them, just let us know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll send, no, we'll, we'll send you some. Um, we got lots of stickers, yeah. We have got plenty of and stickers here. I, I can't here. remember if there's anything else that I need to say for closing because it's just been so, um, that long. It's been so long, yeah. But thanks for those of you who joined us. And we hope, like mm-hmm. Rebecca said, to be going every other week um, as we get back in the swing of everything. So thank yeah. you for your patience and understanding. And Bye. I guess until next time. Bye.